Friday, 27th of August, we are looking ahead to game week three. My name is Matt. I'm joined as always by Mr. Ryan Hodges. Hello, Ryan. How's that, Matt? Yep, how are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. It uh, feels good to be back in the uh, the throes of, of fantasy football after after some time out. But yeah, it's been a, been a good couple of weeks for me. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy with my start. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you've had an absolutely fantastic start, Matt. So, uh, no, well done. Uh, got a good, good couple of picks right there. Um, and, yeah, I think I think for me today, it's sort of there's a buoyant market out there. So I just wouldn't mind touching on sort of player values and, and really players we sort of should target and things like that. So it would be good, I reckon, Matt, because you're flying so well. I always go first, but I think it's time for you to just talk around your week and where you are overall rank at this early start of season. Uh, sure, yeah. So game week, game week two um, is the game week we've just uh, we've just finished. Um, uh, no transfers from from game week one. Wanted to wanted to sort of see get a bit more data, see the sort of lie of the land. Um, give myself two transfers to have if I needed to move things around a little bit. Um, and yeah, it's worked out pretty well again. Um, Eighty three points. Um, for, for the game week so sitting at 118,000 uh, at the moment which is pretty good um yeah the, the game week I think we talked quite a lot last week about the different you know the, the the picking captains between Salah and Fernandez and you know sort of debating back and forth in the end they both basically did nothing so it was all kind of a, a wash really I think they were some of the lowest scoring players on, on my team um, uh, but the Liverpool fullbacks did well for me um, Alexander-Arnold and, and Simicast both came in with clean sheets and I think they both got assists and maybe a few bonus points as well so so 12 and 11 points for those those respectively um uh, goals from Greenwood and, and Rafinha as well, um, and Antonio, sort of the, the man who started the season on a real hot streak, has uh, has, has done well for me so far. So, um, yeah, a few a few sort of slightly disappointing picks so far. So Shaw, I think, hasn't really returned. Um, we actually managed to, to get four um, points this week with some bonus points, inexplicably, even in, in a one-all draw. But um, so far, he's not sort of may, maybe done quite as well as I'd hoped, and, and and Tony hasn't got up and running. But yeah, overall, I think a pretty good game week. Um, you know, I think quite a lot of these players that scored well had had fairly high ownership. It was a reasonably good average sort of points. Again, fifty six average points for, for the game week. So um, yeah, probably um, yeah, pretty good. Um, but definitely sort of starting to. I think I'd geared my team up for these early couple of game weeks with a view to making some moves. So we'll talk about that in uh, as we go. But. Um, yeah, pretty good game week. Uh, game week two for me, and sort of yeah, managed to um, sort of start in in a good position in most of the mini leagues, which is always a nice place to be early in the season. What about yourself, Ryan? How did you get on in uh, game week two? Yeah, I got seventy points. Uh, getting relatively happy um, from that. I mean, there's getting there's monster points being posted here. Here, um, I'm a rank of five five nine six eight eight, which again at this point of season is, is still okay I mean Matt you've you've got a good solid base to build upon there so um, yeah I think you're in a really strong position um, like I think the only difference is between our teams are sort of some midfielders um, at the moment two of my midfielders are not performing uh, Harvey Barnes Jack Harrison 
and the other one is Smith Rowe. Uh, so those three are certainly three that I'm looking at uh, potentially moving on. Um, I have actually got Soufal. Um, so so just just a cap uh, for my team. I've got exactly the same um, back back. Uh, Goalkeeper one, and then Alexander. Um, that was Sanchez, Alexander Arnold, Simicus, and Shaw. Um, yeah, our captain Salah, who probably was the better pick out of him or Fernandez. And actually, out of my midfield four, I played. He scored the most points, so yeah, I got the right pick. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think um, same forward line: Antonio Ings, Tony Antonio looks very very hot early on uh, so I think he's certainly someone if you don't already own him you should really start to get on get on Mikel Antonio until his hamstrings go so yeah 70 points uh, total um, total points of 166 which is mad at this sort of stage of the season I mean as I say 50 point average weeks pretty much wins you it so again head of schedule um, yeah fixtures Matt for game week Three. Um, what's catching your eye? And, yeah. and and even better, it's across two days. We're getting done in two days because there is an international break. So uh, a slight pause after these two two, two game um, these two fixtures over the weekends. There is, yeah. That early international break always a bit of a momentum killer, but it's uh, it's it's going to be a, a good weekend. I think there's definitely some some big games um, over the over the weekend. We've got sort of the bookending Saturday. You've got City Arsenal and and finishing off with with Liverpool Chelsea. I mean Liverpool and Chelsea is going to be fascinating outside of an FPL perspective to kind of see where those two align you know sort of how they're comparing and how they're how they're doing um, I think there's gonna be a lot of eyes on on Lukaku um, came into the Chelsea team last week and obviously got his goal looked really threatening um, but it's gonna be up against a different caliber of defense with 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 Van Dijk against Liverpool um, and it'd be interesting to see those Liverpool front front three sort of Jota seems to have made his way in there now started both the games um uh, it'll be interesting to sort of see what they can do against a really sort of solid Chelsea um, uh, Chelsea back line. Um, uh, probably one of the other ones that I'm, you know, there's a few I'm keeping my eye on, but um, I think West Ham have started particularly well. Um, we talk, I think you talked a little bit about that. Antonio, he's been the man of the season so far. Three goals, three assists in, in two games this is a phenomenal return, really, for, um, for, for a centre forward. Um, uh, Crystal Palace have looked okay, um, if nothing particularly great under um, Vieira so far. So that could be another one. You know, they're they're on a really um, you know they're on a really hot streak, and it's definitely could be. You know, they've got Crystal Palace and Southampton, so it's gonna be interesting to see what um, whether they can keep this up or whether it's just you know a, sort of a, a little blip in 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 the radar. But um, yeah, definitely keeping an eye on 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 that one as well. Um, what about yourself, Ryan? Any anything that's catching your eye? I think you covered the main ones. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some interesting, I suppose. Well, are the interesting Newcastle, Southampton. Uh, sorry, Hugh, if you hear this one. But, uh, I mean, two teams stalled a bit. Southampton showed a bit more promise against Man United. And I saw some tactical things and they really pressed Man United well. So, I went Newcastle. Newcastle haven't got going at all. So, it, it could be a chance... Southampton to pick up their first win um, assets in that game I mean you'd like to think Wilson could score against Southampton, uh, the other person um, is really yeah, Southampton like, well, Jay Adams and people like that, they're for me a bit pricey in, in this um, in the current market, I think he's priced about 7 million so I think you can get better value there but there's this up 
upcoming uh, Livramento, who's a four million player who uh, who could pick up some returns. Um, other than that, I I think what it is is there's sort of a there was a fixture swing early on. So people like Aston Villa, they've got a, a home game against Brentford, but then it really turns pretty sour for them where they get a bad run of fixtures. It's all game week four up to game week seven. So you might want to move some assets on if you're going to Aston Villa players. Um, and there's another... Um, the, the swing for the other way is really where teams like Arsenal have struggled. They've got a terrible fixture against City, but then I think then they get a pretty good run across sort of six game weeks from four to nine. So um, I've got some sort of explanation around that. Um, also like Leeds, um, not a great start for them, uh, but again, from sort of game week five, their fixtures seem to turn for the better. So, um, again, all of these things are in my thinking uh, from the from sort of plans I've got. So, yeah, um, probably takes us quickly on to sort of what we're thinking of doing for for sort of um, the next 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 round of fixtures, Matt. And, and actually, what I wanted to pick up on was um, like transfers. At the moment, there's seven seven and a half million players signed up to this game. I reckon we've lost up to a million already for whatever reason. So I reckon there's an active market out there of about six million. Now, when players haul like Antonio has and his club mate, uh, Ben Rama, um, there's been significant money or, or transfers being gone there. And therefore, uh, where, where you find players started off at a starting price, I think Antonio started off at 6.5? No, 7.5. 7. Um, yeah. He's now up to 7.7. .7. So yeah, he's already gone up in value. Uh, but then on the flip side, players who aren't performing have started to lose value. So people like Harvey Barnes hasn't started the season well and has already lost 0.1 on his value. So, Matt, does this come into your thinking when making early transfers or are you just going to play the game and try and pick the players who are going to get best points? No, it definitely does, particularly in the you know in, in the early part of the season, um, much more you know sort of as it tails off as as transfers become a little bit more predictable. But I mean, you've, we've seen sort of every day upwards of sort of twenty, thirty players dropping in in price, and you want to sort of watch out for watch out for some of those. Um, I've actually already made one transfer with this in mind this week, so I've taken out um, Simakas. Um, he rose up to four point two means I could take him out at 4.1 so I've banking 0.1 there I've gone across the Livramento at 4 hopefully he will rise as well to 4.1 so that's a bit of back value in the in the tank that's that was a transfer I'd already been sort of planning on making Simakas um, although he started the season really well um, I would expect him to lose his place this weekend to, to Robertson and then be pretty limited moving forward in terms of his in terms of his minutes so he was always a very short-term punt but one that I've been able to sort of um uh transfer into a little bit of, of, of cash in the bank um it's definitely something to, that i'm keeping an eye on um particularly around sort of some of the other players i think as you mentioned aston villa's fixtures after this one become pretty terrible they've got brentford and then they've got chelsea everton man united tottenham wolves and arsenal so um a really tricky run of fixtures um, my one of the things i've been thinking about was transferring him across to um calvert lewin um whose fixtures um for game week four, five, and six of Burnley, Aston Villa, Norwich. So, again, looking a lot nicer. Um, Cavalier's already gone up, I think, twice. I think he's now 8.2, so it wouldn't be possible for me to do a straight a straight swap. Um, I'm not too worried about that, particularly sort of going into this international break. I think there's nothing um, 
you know, they're, they're, some of these players aren't um, aren't necessities to, to maybe move around, but definitely some of those ones, particularly the ones that are dropping, I think you want to watch out for because um, that suddenly means it's a lot. It's gonna be a lot harder if you if you have a seven million pound player and you're trying to transfer him out for another seven million pound player. If there's a drop either way, um, you know, in, in that in that value, you, you then you need to be talking about making two transfers to 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 move that player around. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely watching out more on the drops than the positives. I don't think I have anyone that's particularly um, at risk. I think maybe Ivan Tony, if he doesn't perform again this weekend, could be one um, that I might be looking to to, to move out. But um, yeah, uh, team value I think is 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 really important, um, particularly in these early parts of the season. You can you know um, a lot of it builds up over time, and a lot of it builds up in players that you don't want to transfer over. In which case, it's all a little bit theoretical. But um, you know, if if someone gave you the ability to have an extra million pounds when you're building your team at the start of the season, um, it would it would really sort of open up your options, and that's what sort of being careful with team value can um, can unlock sort of in a couple of weeks, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ryan, what about yourself? You sort of mentioned a few a few players there that um, that aren't maybe doing doing the business for you, and, and Harvey Barnes and um, Harrison, I think, has, has dropped as well. What's the what's the thinking around that? You're gonna are you gonna hold for the long term? Maybe look at making some moves. Uh... Uh, yeah, so I've I've had a nightmare this 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 week with my team value. So yeah, Harrison dropped in price, Barnes dropped in price, Smith Rowe dropped in price, uh, Ben White's dropped in price. So I've had four players who yeah, I've lost 0.4 million across all those players. Um, I didn't know. I've made a transfer and I didn't know out of those sort of four players who to get rid of. Um, and I basically missed all of the price rises and price falls. So I think I'm just going to... I've, 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 I've made a made a made a call now. Um, to, to, and and uh, let, let, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, I, I decided Harvey Barnes was probably the most expensive out of all those players, and he was the one who wasn't performing. Um, I, I think it was unfortunate against West Ham because um, Leicester went down to ten players, but but he came in. He came uh, into the um, season. Classed, he, he he classed himself fit, but I don't think he was match fit. Um, and he just didn't look. He didn't look on on the ball. The one one key thing was that I was thinking of holding him for. He plays Norwich at the weekend, but I just I think that's a tricky fiction now for Leicester. I think they haven't started well, and I just thought, well, he's the player goes, and I bought him Ben Rama. Ben Rama looks looks like excellent in the first two fixtures at six point two million. Basically, I've banked point. Eight in that sort. Of, well, no, it's point seven now uh, because obviously I lost some money on Harvey Barnes and Ben Rom went the other way. So if I would have made that transfer on Monday, yes, I would have been like point two better off in team value. But I just didn't know at that point whether I wanted to get rid of Harrison, Smith Rowe, Simicast, White, all of these other players. I got sort of a little bit of problems around, and I can throw Tony into that mix. So, I've, yeah, I'm, I've, I, to be honest, I think only last season I. I think I was fortunate where I sort of managed to get price rises at the right times and my team value just built up. And again, better rank you get. Obviously, you just seem to have got those players early on in, in sort of transfer market and then they just grow in value. So I think, I think this is an interesting point for me. And, and um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't like to make a transfer early on in a week just because of price rise, but I think it's something I'm going to have to be more careful of because there's so many more players active now um, that it is going to become 
it is going to become more and more effective throughout the season. So, yeah, we might have to take um, might have to take a hit um, to, to sort of make early transfers and fingers crossed they don't get injured in sort of midweek games like Carabao Cups and whatever UEFA Cup things that are going on at the moment. So that that's just my general feel. But yeah, it's um it's a buoyant market out there and you literally I've lost yeah, as I say, lost point point four million on my my rank across some players. Um, I gained some value on sort of Antonio rings and things like that. But it's um yeah, it's it's a concern for me. Um yeah, it's just we'll see what we do. But um as for sort of as I mentioned, I've got two free transfers, I didn't do anything. I've I've made one already. I think I'm gonna not bother making that Simicas transfer yet. I think I just wanna because I've got point seven now in the bank, I might up him to someone who might play and then Anyway, I think I'm trying to keep my options open for this other thing. So I'm thinking of taking two free transfers into that international break and then seeing a little bit more data to make maybe a couple of transfers in in that and, and see where we're at. So um, at the moment, stay of execution for sort of Jack Harrison, who scored twice in the Caribou Cup. So I think that's why he stayed for me, uh, as well as sort of, yeah, Smith Rowe, the fixtures change. I mean, he's not, he's 5.4 million. He's not silly money. And Ben White, um, he's got COVID. But I think, I think the transfers change for Arsenal. I think, I, I mean, look, they've not looked good at all. But I feel that if I could have those two players, they actually could turn into differentials because everyone's hopped off Arsenal and they don't do things. So, yeah, it's um, a lot, a lot. I mean, I've started the season well, but I've, I can already see some headaches appearing. Um, I think you mentioned... I, I know there was this core template that we sort of started the season with. I think it's already been challenged. Um, and especially sort of Lukaku's start against Arsenal. I think he's got, well, he's obviously playing Liverpool the weekend, so it's a little bit more difficult for him rather than just uh, steamrolling the Arsenal defenders. Um, the other one is, is, is obviously the news about Harry Kane. Um He's staying at Tottenham for the summer. I don't quite know what that means. Uh, the summer doesn't sound like season because we do have different seasons, uh, seasons in a season. So uh, I don't know. Will he, will he jump ship uh, on the 31st? Uh, I, I mean, it, it seems very unlikely now. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to know your point of view from City, Matt, that it doesn't seem to be going through and he's committed to Tottenham. And, and therefore, if we get Lukaku, Kane, like, they are massive FPL players and we're going to probably want to be our teams at some point. Yeah, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, uh, it's 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 a shame from a City fan's perspective. Um, I think we've been crying out for a sort of dedicated number nine. Um, uh, he was obviously the one that the board identified. Ronaldo. Well, Ronaldo is one that's been linked. I mean, I, I really think that would be a <laughs> massively um, unlikely position at this point in time. Um, but I think what that does probably from a fantasy perspective is I would suspect that means another season of, of false nines. I mean, I think one of the things we saw at the weekend was was Gabriel Jesus starting in a uh, sort of wide right, um, uh, picked up a few assists, looked looked um, really, really good, actually, probably some, one of the, some of the best game he's played for a long time. Um, and even sort of as, as players moved around, he was moved on to the left. Um, uh, Sterling and, and Torres played up top. So potentially that could mean that, you know, if that's someone like Raheem Sterling playing sort of up, up top long, term does that maybe increase his uh his value is he gonna be the one on the end of a lot of these tap-ins um for city ferran torres i'm probably not massively convinced about long term but again he started the first two games at center forward he's about seven million pounds um 
and you know everyone in this city team will get opportunities to score quite a lot of goals you know we saw they put five past norwich um at the weekend um city have those sort of results you know a, a, a really fairly sort of um regular clip so um you know potentially you're always at the risk of of of, of pep roulette with with any of those players but um it could well be that that opens up some some point scoring options in um in some of those midfielders but we'll need to wait and see i mean i i would be doubting they'd be bringing anyone else in at this at this stage of the window but you, you never know um maybe maybe it's older it was young liam delap could be the one that takes the center forwards position long term but we'll have to uh We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Um, I mean, look, Captain C's options this week, uh, I think, I mean, yes, it's the Salas Fernandez. I mean, you, you, I mean, I think out of, we, we tried to flip a coin last week and we went, it didn't matter really. I think on paper, possibly Bruno has a better fixture against Wolves than obviously Liverpool v Chelsea. I think that one could be cagey. So, yeah, you can obviously go for one of those big hitters, but maybe this is the week where you can take a chance on on one of the other um, other people like Antonio is in hot form. They've played Palace, have not looked great, so I think he's a, he's a very good option. Danny Ings started well, he's got a couple of goals to play in Brentford at home. Um, yeah, he, 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 he's not a bad option either. Um, and then I think possibly, I, I'm, I'm thinking more from my team, Spurs, Son, if you got him playing Watford. Again, Watford have not started great. He's not a bad shout for Captain C. Um, he did, he did sort of hobble off at the end of last week's fixture, but I think all, all signs saying that he is in pretty good shape and he, he'll, he should be back. So, any anyone else catching your eye at all, Matt? And actually, let me throw in the mix. Why do we always overlook Trent Alexander-Arnold? Like, it's bizarre that yeah, I mean he's, he he returned twelve points. We all went Salah and or Bruno, but. I suppose the, the clean sheet for Liverpool was a little bit fortunate. There was a couple of hiccups and Bernie did put the ball in the net, but offside goal. He always seems to pick up a clean sheet and an assist and bonus. Yeah. So we always just overlook. So defenders, we don't often go there, but he's not a bad shout at all sometimes. Not this week, maybe, but we always just overlook players from there. I think, yeah, defenders are always difficult because, um, you know, that they can, they, they obviously, it's different from players in the rest of the pitch in as much as that they start with a clean sheet and they have the potential to lose that rather than gain it. And um, I think probably the um, the ceiling for a defender might be, a, you know, I think a clean sheet and an assist, sort of 12 points for Alexander-Arnold, that's probably as good as you can expect, really. I mean, you might, you, I think there are probably some games from last season or the season before where Alexander-Arnold or, or Robertson picked up you know, sort of two or three assists maybe in, in, in one game, but you probably you probably got a ceiling of around 12 points, whereas, you know, some of those midfield players, if they can score twice or a centre-forward could score twice or something like that, you're looking at, um, you know, sort of out, outscoring those guys potentially. But um, I think it's always different, difficult psychologically to put it on a defender because, as you say, as I say, you know, you are sort of... Um, there's the risk of losing, feeling like you're losing points if they if they lose that clean sheet rather than sort of gaining things by by their actions. But yeah, I think you're right. You know, like, I think against sort of smaller teams or, or teams where you've got where, where Liverpool, have, you'd be banking on them to keep, to keep a clean sheet. He could well be um, a really good option this week, or well, not this week, but yeah. moving forward. But and this week, yeah, I mean, I think at the moment I've got it on Fernandez. Um, I could be persuaded to go to Antonio. I think um, he's in absolute hot form if you're not going to captain him now this is probably you know you're never going to do it so um, he's literally in love with himself did you see him carrying away that was, cut yeah cut out of I mean, it seems to be just it seems to be just a good yeah good feeling down at that yeah. west ham at the moment you know they're, they're, they're at home against palace bit of a london derby um 
I think you would you would probably bank on him to do well there. So it's a, um, I think that's not a bad shout. And but you know Salah and Salah has scored against Chelsea previously. Um, Chelsea are a bit of a different kettle of fish these days. But um, I think yep. probably at the moment I'd be looking at Fernandez or, or Antonio if I had if, yep. if you have those in your team. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, differential watch list. Uh, I, I was terrible last week. Um, oh, I well, I, I think I predicted a goal fest for City, but obviously he's trying to pin the uh, tail on the donkey of who plays and I went for, I thought De Bruyne was back and he was now injured and he sounds like he's crocs for a couple more weeks so uh, that was a foul uh, Matt I can't remember who you did who did you say whether you go one up this season I think I might have said Liveramento was the one to go for but um, um, I think he yeah, I mean, like, no, he's, points, he's played uh, I, I think it's interesting to say um, a lot of these four million defenders like Shimakas has just been ridiculous and to think what from a four million defender you should only be thinking you'll get a one-point return at best. Um, like they just these players don't exist. We've just been spoiled over the last couple of years from people like Lundstrom and 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 um, and I think it was Tyrant Mitchell and and I think there was I think a year of Wan Bissaka was at Palace. So we've been massively spoiled. Um, but yeah, so I think Livermento is the new one. But things things that scares me about them is they just don't keep clean sheets. Southampton not all that tight, but. Um, right, what, what, who you got your eye on? Who should we be looking out for? Um, I mean, we mentioned fixture swings. Is there anything taking your fancy there? Yeah, so um, sort of looking over the next couple of weeks, I think Everton have got probably the best the best sort of run on on paper. Um, so obviously, I think the centre-forwards, you know, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison are both really, really good options. Um, they, they are both sort of above 5%, so that I won't pick them. But um, yeah, Calvert-Lewin sort of um, 8.2 and Richarlison 7.6. Um, I think Calvert-Lewin um, is looking really good so far. I think he was definitely one I might be looking to bring in. Um, but... One of the ones that's also come in, one of their summer signings that went a little bit under the radar was Damari Gray, um, previously of, uh, of of Leicester. I think went to the Bundesliga, didn't do a lot, but has come back and started both games. Um, got a goal in the game against Leeds. Um, it's five point five, so you know, if one of those, um, one of the things we've talked about a little bit is about sort of how you can move some money around, and you know, if you're looking to bring someone up to Lukaku, you need to find some money in midfield. Um, I think you could do well to look for someone that's sort of 5.5 million pound price range. Um, so he's owned by 1.2% of the of the game. Yeah, 5.5 million. Um, yeah, got a goal against against Leeds. Um, next few fixtures: Brighton, Burnley, Aston Villa, Norwich. Um, so definitely could be could be on for some points if he stays in the team. Um, uh, and yeah, could 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 do well. Um, you know, I think that that's a really attractive price. Um, you know, if you have sort of someone. Um, at that sort of seven million, you know, for example, your Harvey Barnes or someone like that that you don't you don't think you can is performing, you could move to someone like Gray, save, you know, one million, two million, somewhere somewhere around there, and and give yourself some options to to, to play around with some cash um, up front. So, yeah, he'd probably be my my official differential pick this week. What do you reckon? Stuff okay. Um, I th- I think I say him every every year or season. Um, I'm gonna my my man Delhi Delhi Ali. Um, yeah, he took the penalty off a of song, which was interesting. Um, I don't know the logic in there. If Kane comes back, I imagine Kane gets them. But at the moment, maybe Delhi and Son are sharing them. I'm still not sure whether Kane will start this weekend. I mean, if he's if he said he's back, I would say. But it'd be interesting to see how Delhi sort of fits into that mould. But I think he starts the season pretty well. He's six point five million, so that sort of mid. Mid to low level priced um, 
was 2.9% owned uh, in the game. So, yeah, he started quite well. Um, I mean, I think he's... He's, I think he's really trying to improve him, prove himself again. That um, you forget his sort of how how he burst onto the scene, and and obviously I just think he just got a little bit. Um, well, Jose Jose certainly didn't fancy him, so he, yeah, he's, he's good. Yes, new manager, bit of bounce. So yeah, I think he's he's not a bad option if you sort of want to go around that level. Um, and sort of fixture swings. Just just keep your eye on sort of like the leads. Um, Post this this weekend, um, they've got a pretty solid run. They've got Liverpool in Ingoic four, but then pass from five to ten is is phenomenal. So you want to start making sure you've got your eye on a player from there, and that's really my thinking. Kim Harrison, like Rafina, has started the season pretty well. Lovely goal, um, seventeen point two percent. So you're not going to get a huge differential there, but I think these players have to start coming into your your thinking. Um, so where where you've got Maybe Villa players look at Leeds and potentially, I mean, maybe Arsenal, Pentel, how, how are you feeling? Um, yeah, um, I, I think we, we pretty much made them, Matt. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, just the only other one that I've got my eye on sort of from a differential perspective um, is Jimenez. Wolves obviously back after that um, uh, injury ruled him out for, for sort of most of last season. Um Again, sort of talking about fixture swings after the international break. They, they play United this week. Then they've got really kind run of fixtures. Watford, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle, Aston Villa, Leeds, Everton, Crystal Palace, yeah. West Ham, Norwich, Burnley. I mean, that's a pretty incredible yeah, run decent, of, of 10 fixtures. Um, hasn't scored yet since he's sort of come back in, but he's played 90 minutes both times. Um, uh, he's looked good. Yeah, I think he, you know, he's he was always one, you know, when he was playing regularly sort of a cup, you know, cup before that injury. Um, he was always a pretty solid pick in that sort of forward line you know he was never sort of spectacular but he would regularly be scoring sort of scoring a goal every three you know attack and return every sort of three games pretty consistent you could just leave him in your team um know that sort of he'll, he'll be ticking over and be sort of getting you some some points so he's come back in he's, he's 7.4 million so he's already yeah, he's had, dropped he's had one drop so um could be one to watch out for it's this a, it's a bit of a tricky price point i think if he was a bit cheaper it'd be a bit more of an attractive option but um you know if you need to move some things around, you know, if Antonio's um, cheese hamstrings snap or something, you can, uh, you could maybe make a move there, but um, it's going to be interesting to sort of see, um, yeah, to see if he's, uh, can come back in to be the sort of player that he was, he was, um, you know, before injury, but um, yeah. Yeah. Could be, could um, on on the back of that, like the Dharma, Dharma Chore, he's, um, he's, I mean, I think there's some loads of sort of data flying around that how he hasn't scored yet, in this season is beyond belief because of what these XG and other nonsense that, that goes around. Um, I mean, he had a one-on-one uh, against Tottenham and put it straight, straight to Laurie. He has, he has, he has pretty incredible stats in every department apart yeah. from goals and assists. <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, if uh, yeah, I think easy. What, what if Triora could actually have an end product? So yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's obviously um, a handful, uh, a bit, even without sort of the baby oil on his, on his, on his arms. But link with, link with uh, Spurs I saw as well. Well, there is a link there. I'm, I mean, that must be a manager thing. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't think, I don't think he'll improve Spurs, so I'm not sure that will go through. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it's um, you keep an eye on the fixtures, wild cards. Um, I think there's an international break after this. It, it's not a bad time. We've had three fixtures. You could hit that wild card button, play the market. Um, so I mean, uh, and what what I mean by that, if you see a player who's like performs again at the weekend, but you don't want him long term, you can literally get 
a couple of price rises from them and, and, and sell them on and actually make a profit in your team. So, yeah, but it's um, yeah, it's not bad time to wild card. You can make some solid, solid, solid cash um, for, for the long term. There's yeah. also um, there's a, there's another international break between I think game week seven yeah. and eight, and and actually you know we talked a lot about fixture swings in this in yeah. this um episode. There's gonna be there's another sort of real batch of fixture swings like United's fixtures sort of from. From game week eight onwards, get get really yeah. tough. They have Liverpool, Spurs, City sort of back to back. Whereas whereas Chelsea's suddenly Chelsea's. really really open up. So, um, you know, I think potentially that's where I'm be. I've penciled in my wild card between <laughs> seven and eight to look at bringing Lukaku in. I think I can live without him for for a few weeks. But, um, you know, I think if you've got if you've got major surgery to do on your team, the couple of weeks wild card over the international break, you can probably get. You can always do that that trick early in the season with wild cards, where you you know we talked a lot again about value. If you can, if someone scores a couple of goals this weekend and you're on a wild card, you bring him in day after you know day after he scores, um, he might rise almost twice over the course yep. of of that international break, and you can you can trade him out again and and, and cash that value in. It's yep. um it's it doesn't always you know it, it's always a bit tricky to sort of predict whether that will actually happen, but um it could it's not a bad time if, if you're trying to well, sort of, um, if you started badly. Could happen this week with the West Ham players. Yeah. I think Antonio and Ben Rum might go up again, so they might in in one week they might go up uh, 0.2 million. So yeah, I mean like and and, and international break you generally get about ten days rather than a week between fixtures. So um, yeah, that, that's when that's when it yeah could be could be a good time. So well, I think I think we made it, Matt. Yeah, I think so. So we'll um we'll we'll be back next week. We can we can obviously digest the, the the game week's fixtures talk about what we'd do if we were hitting that wild card button you know maybe we will hit that wild card button who knows um uh, but hopefully not um uh, but yeah so we'll be back next week we'll talk about game week three we'll talk about our you know plans for transfers over the international break you know what we might do if you want if you're wild carding and look ahead to the to the game week uh, four fixtures after that but thanks very much for for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, so from myself and from Ryan, thanks and best of luck. Yeah, good luck all. See you later.